0: Okay. I actually heard that song on some other guys' adverts, and that's what actually led me to looking for deeper. For other music, music that yeah. people
1: weren't going to be find, found?
0: Well, no one was going to be. Yeah, like d- music that no one else would find. Oh, yes, okay. yeah. Yeah, because I was like. Mm.
1: Hello and welcome again to another episode of Pods at Pi. This is episode, I want to say five, but it could be six, it could be seven, depending on how you've been listening to them. It also could be three, but it's an episode that we have with Tapan who is the creative director, chief architect, head honcho, brainchild. I'm giving you all of these accolades. Stop me when I get it wrong at Pais Slovakia Dance. <laughs> he hasn't stopped which means I'm probably missing a few titles. Hello Teppo.
0: Hi I, I haven't stopped you because I'm polite.
1: Oh okay no so we don't really like polite here. We like cutting you off a lot and I will be cutting you off especially when I find like your information a little bit boring. Um, so the past couple of weeks I've been speaking to your co-founders um, TP and Chisanga. They do so TP is a copyright. He does the writing and the voiceovers. He's basically the coolest part of the team. Um, and then. Don't say that too loud. You might <laughs> hear have, it. Then we have strategy, um, which we learned. Um, I actually learned quite a bit from Chisanga's episodes. He also is, I think, the most diverse podcast listener in your team. I just want to put it out there, which you, you, I don't know if you want to like contend against that. Oh, okay. Because at the end of the episode, I am going to be asking you about your two favorite uh, recommendations or things that people should be listening to, what you're listening to. So keep that in mind. TP came with some really, really, really weak examples um, I say weak in the sense of, like, there were amazing suggestions, but, like, you know, bring us something new. Don't come with Malcolm Gladwell and, like, homecoming. Like, who are you? Come on, man.
0: No, I know I heard that. I was also a little bit disappointed, but now I feel like I'm transferring pressure onto myself. Do that. Um, but 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 the thing about that, when I heard it, I understood what the ask was. But I was also, like, sometimes things stick out for a reason, you know? Um And I'll just reserve the comments, hopefully the rest of the conversation unfolds and kind of like unpacks what I mean by that. But the two that he brought forward are exceptional.
1: Okay, let's jump into what you do here. So, um, I mean, we learned what is a podcast and what podcasts do, etc., etc. But I need to understand from a... I mean, you guys all left corporate yeah. um, in the traditional sense where you were working with agencies. And um, I want to say that you had a pretty solid career path ahead of you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you apparently are very good at what you do. You're mm-hmm. award winning, award nominated, um, you know, could possibly be an international best seller, creative, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what is the thought process then of someone who is at the top of their game effectively, or could be very easily at the top of their game, leave very, you know, I mean it's not like you weren't you weren't wearing a suit and tie to work every day anyway. You were mm-hmm. working in an environment that you'd always wanted to work in, I'm assuming. Kind of, yeah. What does what does someone like why why did you leave to go and end up in a studio with mics and some of your bras
0: um i guess it's it was like what i like what the question you asked is that it ended with the why right yes and for me that was really the big thing that pushed me personally is why am i doing all of this and um when i started to really scrutinize the answers uh, that that question possibly had I think that I wanted uh, more out of the way that I creatively express myself and also the kind of um, autonomy of thought that comes with making the final decision. Okay. And of course, the decision that you make is never truly final because you have clients, you know. So um, at the end of the day, the client kind of has the final say. But that's also why we created like this hybrid sort of thing where there's a part of the business that's agency. Mm. And there's a part of the biz- business that's media. Because with the media part of the business, you have the opportunity to create original content, which is where you really flex your creative muscle. Okay. Um, so it was really that for me. It was, you know, I could keep traveling down this path. I call it the path of inevitability, you know, um, where if you're excellent or if you're mediocre there's a path of inevitability that that leads to, mm. and on the path that I was traveling, literally, the month before I really considered leaving my job, I got an offer overseas to what was ranked at the time, you know, the first, the best agency group, um, in the world. Yeah, I think it was ranked by a by either Advertising Weekly or AIGA or something like that, one of those big ones. Yeah and you know did the whole interview process and all of that stuff and everything was going well but i was sitting there thinking the move is not even a a forward move it's just a lateral move okay like you're moving to another place of the world, which is great you know there's benefits to that Mm. but i had to ask myself really like in the investments that i'm looking to actually make i think at the time i was 28 so i said 10 years from now and i'm 38 Mm. um was 29, actually, when I'm 39, what kind of life do I want to be living? Mm. And it didn't look like a life that still has direction from the vision of other people.
1: That's so amazing. You say that because um, I started my business, Natural Hair Co., as a dear my 40-year-old self. So what do I, at 40, wish I would have started? Have failed, have succeeded, just started. Like, hey, remember Mm. that time I used to do this thing, um and it is very daunting cuz obviously you're just like you're plunging into the great unknown yeah talk to us about doing that because you've obviously I mean you come from you're formally educated in graphic design. Yeah. Which means your your primary medium of communication or your primary focus is print mm-hmm. or at least well, um, visual, visual visual yeah. Visual, right? And so now you're stepping out of visual where you are you know, basically people want you overseas because you're that good to be like, nah, 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 listen, I'm going to be at the bottom of the food chain and I'm going to try this thing called podcasting that we still have to explain what that is. Mm-hmm. What does that look like for you right now? Um, Alongside the fact that now you've had to build a team of people who are like, yeah, okay, we're well, let's see how far this goes. Scary. Okay.
0: Every day is scary, but... um, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with John Maxwell. And one of the things I held on to is um, if your dream's not big enough. It, well, if your dream doesn't scare you, it's not big enough. Yes. So I thought that was like actually a good thing to feel. So every day when I wake up afraid, I know that there's still a big task ahead. Sure. And um, that's exciting. I don't think well.
1: it helps with anxiety. see
0: no it doesn't okay Uh, (laughs) you're
1: just like wake up with heart palpitations like every day you're just like oh my! it it doesn't
0: but you know therapy helps and um i'm gonna say this and my dad who's gonna listen to this is probably gonna be like what (laughs) but like things like meditation you know help in the sense that there's different forms of meditation right um and you know that word itself sounds like it's associated to types of religious practices but i don't see it like that you know um it's about focus and what you apply your mind to, mm. and um, that's really the thing that really it does help the anxiety. But this wasn't a question about um, about stress <laughs> levels. <laughs> <laughs> no, um,
1: I mean you did, you did, you did touch on it a little bit. But what I'm trying to get at here is the mind, I guess, behind an entrepreneur is that mm. it. I mean, it is. I know personally from personal experience, it is a very lonely journey in mm-hmm. the sense of not only are you I mean, you're not doing it alone. You do have a team of people, but nobody around you has done this before, right? Mm. You can't pick up the phone and be like, hey, listen, here's another agency who's done what we're doing. What have they done? Like, what are the best practices as far as industry goes? Um, How are you as the leader, I suppose, of, you know, PSD, forging your way forward? We spoke about um, with TP a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about like um, the Gimlet, you know, Gimlet... um, Alex Bloomberg, which is a phenomenal, I suppose, mentor, Mm. you know, virtual mentor that we'll maybe one day meet. Hopefully. Hopefully. Just like, hey, listen, so we did what you did in in Africa. Look, we're we're pretty much the same, right? Um, Which, so one of the things that we spoke about was, um, so uh, he does this thing called uh, Startup. Yeah. Where he, so the last episode, the last season of Startup is when, they basically are recording or playing back the entire story yeah. of Gimlet, of Gimlet yeah. from the beginning when he's fumbling his words through a um through a pitch presentation to like the guy who invested in Uber and Airbnb to the Day he signs over his business for a couple of billion dollars to spotify like yeah what does that look like to you and like so the reason i'm asking is like i want to know how big this ship is that we're on because you're like dragging us along slowly slowly
0: but meticulously okay i think that's the interesting thing you know you mentioned the word ship yes and it's a ship that has that's being built as you sail and the most important part of the journey, the map and the comforts, probably only happens as you reach the shore. Yes. So, and that's been the biggest learning curve for me personally, is, you know, when we started this thing, we had a plan, we had a vision. Mm. And Mike Tyson's famous words, like everybody has a plan until they get hit in the face, you know, and reality hits you in the face. Yes. And,
1: that and people don't know what podcasts are. Exactly. Yes. But
0: also the simple fact that, there are certain things that build the value that you believe that the thing that you're doing has. It's not just your opinion that does that or your taste level or the quality of thing that you're making. It's other things that are actually outside of your control. So part of the allowing the seas to take us to our end destination thing has been, um, me forcing myself to learn to be more flexible. You'll If you had to Google search, not Google, but I'm sure if you Google search, it would appear as well. But if you went into your favorite podcast listening platform and you search Paislovakia Dance, and if you knew me and my, like, types of shows and things that I think are quality, not just in audio or whatever, yes. you'd feel like, would is this a thing that Tepo would necessarily approve of like yes. or try and do? And I've realized that what's more important than craft is consistency okay, and also um, commitment. And the, your ability to make things that are well crafted comes as you practice. And that's really like the steer, so to speak, on the ocean at the mm. moment is I just want everybody to be in the practice of making, you know? So the
1: reason you're saying this is because you're a very pedantic mm perfectionist like Mm. there's a word and it's called teppo and it's like it's not gonna so like Mm. i say this because you guys who are listening at home um there was a show that we did or something a piece of work that i produced and teppo said it was really good i was like that is the best compliment you can get from teppo in like the whole world really good yeah um but like I understand that, and we obviously—I mean, your whole team appreciates that there is such a high standard at Pi, right? In that, um, you know, there's a there's a there's a bar, and we're, we're we have to fly as close as possible to that bar. But the question now that I have is you obviously deal with brands, Mm -hmm. right? And brands have certain expectations um, as well as this big caveat, which is called budgets, Mm -hmm. right? And there's certain standards and certain qualities that are able to be executed on a budget, but also expectations. How are you then as team leader, able to navigate around the expectations of a brand. So I'm a brand listening and I'm hearing that TAPO is like this pedantic person. If I work with PSD, am I going to be able to get the, you know, the Teppo standard approved, um, you know, show or content or medium? Or am I going to get like good enough based on whatever?
0: You know, the thing I like to ask myself before I walk into a meeting with a client or not even ask myself. Remind myself. Um, is focus on what it is that they value. Mm. Um, because I know I value craft, mm. and I've tried to make sure that everything about the way that we work values craft. Yes. But I also uh, understand that other people are value pre- like value presence. Yes. Some people value speed. Some people value.
1: Sales, sales, yeah. whatever
0: the case may mm. be. So the best sort of thing, you know, you can do for yourself in a project, but also for a client is to listen. Mm. You know, and it's quite a hard lesson that I think a lot of people don't like to adhere to is take the time to listen to what it is that they need. And I know sometimes I listen kicking and screaming because I have that proclivity to um, craft, yes. you know, <laughs> but... I listen Yeah You know I listen I take a step back To listen To what they need But The responsibility That sits on My end for pie Is As much as You know We have that That scale Of types of people We work with You know If you go through our work We've got a VW And a PBS Who can afford To spend months On a project mm-hmm. With you Crafting and crafting And crafting Um, The expectation As well Yes You know But there are other people who are on the complete opposite end of the scale, both from a lifespan, business lifespan thing, Mm. marketing budget, all those kinds of things. um, And they're just very afraid, you know, and we can um, relate to those fears because we are typically in the same sort of like business lifespan with those kinds of businesses. Yes. So we understand what um, they appreciate and what they value. So... Often you just go, okay, how can I put myself in these people's shoes and mm. give them the best solution for where they are, you know?
1: So what I am what I actually learned from you a couple of months ago, especially with the VW campaign, this is the Make Room for Love mm. um, campaign, as well as the PPS campaign, because I suppose with them, what you're doing is brand marketing, right? Yeah. So it's like a long run of reiterations and you're producing stuff so that people get acclimatized to the kind of, work that these people are able to produce but there's other companies i won't mention their names but that actually just need you to do work because Mm -hmm. we need to make sales Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a different type of um, conversation and a different type of positioning where ideally we all want to play in the brand marketing space right where you're creating um, stuff for coca-cola because it's coca-cola they just need something really really cool but there are instances where you have to be producing for natural hair co because they need stuff that is going to sell product ultimately. Um, And so I think it's, it's interesting that you, you know, coming back to the beginning of the conversation of the conversation and the question that I asked is that you would have almost, you left that industry, the brand, because I would imagine that the brand building is the most fun, right? You've got a big budget. You can do fun things like put a rainbow on top of a building. Oh, Tepo did that, guys. You should check that out. That was pretty cool. Um, But now you're like almost having to go, I don't want to say backwards, but you're going backwards where you're like literally selling product.
0: Well, you know what's interesting about that? What people don't realize, see, and I together as a team, we won a lot of awards. This is a little secret. It's not really a secret. It's obvious. Yeah. We used to have a rule. Like, don't be clever, sell product. OK. like that was our rule, and it feels like you've gone backwards, yes, in budgets and whatever. Mm. But that rule is the fundamental rule of advertising, right? So as long as you're delivering an advert, that's the rule that steers everything yes. for us. Yes, you can do that in magical and um, ingenuous ways, mm. um, but always make that the North Star. So, the challenge of achieving that, and this is where my design background comes in, is design is all about rules. Mm. It's all about structure.
1: Which is is ironic, right? Yeah. Mm.
0: It's all about structure. It's all about form follows function. So, first it's form.
1: Mm.
0: What is this thing supposed to achieve? No, I'm lying. First it's function. What is this thing supposed to achieve? It's a chair. And then that shapes the form. Yes. Right? So with 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 the way that we try and approach each and everything we do even like the way we make podcasts is we try and go what is it that someone is supposed to be taking out of this yeah and then what's the best f- um, form that that thing can take got it based on budget time all those kinds of got things. it we
1: spoke about tp a little bit and so next week i want to talk to you about teams mm-hmm. um, because obviously we have a team now and you know, it's changing and it's growing and it's developing. So I want to talk to you about teams next week, but this week I need your recommendations. Mm -hmm. What should we as new podcast, old podcast, um, fellow podcasters be listening to at the current moment? No Uh, pressure.
0: You know, if I'm being completely honest with you, Mm. I'm not listening to podcasts at the moment. Okay. Um, a little bit of it is a strike from podcasting because heavyweight, where is it? Where
1: is it? Where is heavyweight? What is happening?
0: Right? That's my favorite part. Um, But the other reason is because I'm trying to immerse myself um, with information. Because the reason why I started listening to podcasts and the podcasts that I love, yes, they're very um, informative, but in a imaginative sort of way okay you know really um you're listening to a documentary basically yes right um but i'm uh, what i'm realizing is everybody's trying to replicate a kind of a formula uh. but what's really fascinating and to come back to your answer what i'm listening to now is our dear friend malcolm that tp spoke about yes spent some time working on revisionist and then eventually he got his book this latest book and when you listen to Talking that book, to Talking to Strangers, when you listen to the audio, it's it's specifically, the book sounds like the primary version of it is audio and the secondary version is the uh, book, right? Because when you listen to it, it sounds like an extended play of the podcast. version of the podcast, yes. which is like phenomenal. It's like really like next level thinking. Mm. And um, I like to challenge my mind in those ways. Okay. Um, so at the moment, ironically, one of the things I am listening to, I spend a lot of time on Audible. Okay. So it's not, there's podcasts on Audible too.
1: Hopefully a sponsor will come through from Audible one day. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I spend a lot of time on Audible. Right now I'm listening to Big Friendship, which is basically, um, structured. Yes. Similarly to, um, uh, talking to strangers in that it feels like an extended version play of. The two ladies that run the podcast—it's a podcast that became a book, okay. basically. Okay. Okay. Um, similar, like structure and all of that, really great. Um, and then yeah, man, it's just audio really. It's a mix of audio books and and music. But I
1: definitely feel your pain about heavyweights. Mm. Like,
0: <sighs> it's sad. Okay, guys. Sad. If
1: you want to understand, I I think it's like it's just like a different level of comedic like listening it's mm. just very yeah just just do yourself a favor listen to heavyweights start with episode one sorry from season, season one. one yes
0: sorry Nyx, i just remembered i'm lying about podcasts there's one podcast i listen to okay every week. um it's called reset
1: okay let's talk about that one next week
0: Cool. All right. Perfect.
1: Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Pods at Pie. Guys, remember, if you enjoyed this episode, um, share it, review it, tell us you liked it, tell us you hated it. Um, Also, if you do want to get into contact with anybody at Pie, um, you can email make at morepies.com and they will gladly ignore your email. No, they won't. They'll probably answer you. Thank you so much, Seppel.
0: Thanks for having me. I look forward to next week.